What's up, Multiply Lake Norman? How's everybody doing today? Everybody feeling good? Are, do y'all still have like the, the turkey hangovers? Is that like a thing? That's like a proven thing, right? Like if you eat turkey, you take a nap. Is that a thing? Or is it just on Thanksgiving? Who, who took naps? Who took naps? You take a nap. I took a hard nap. Like to the point where I was like, any, does anybody have like the chair in their house? Like where it's your chair? Okay, so I have my chair, right? And, and I lay down and my head laid back. And my wife was like, babe, like, get up. Like, your family's here. And I'm going, I'm doing everything I can to keep my eyelids open. I probably, how long did I fall asleep for? Hour? The whole movie. They watched a movie. I fell asleep. I didn't even know we started a movie. So that, that's how hard, that's how hard uh, I, I, was, I was sleeping. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, this Thanksgiving season, uh, you know, I, I'm very thankful, very blessed. Um, let, me, let me give you guys kind of a praise report. So for Thanksgiving, people have asked me, hey, what'd you guys do for Thanksgiving? Do you have family in town? You know, this, that, and the other. And uh, man, praise report, my mom came in for Thanksgiving. Uh, my sister came in for, for Thanksgiving. My grandmother came in for, for Thanksgiving. And, and my niece and nephew were there. And we just had a great time. And if I'm honest with you, like, as my mom and my sister are coming in, I'm going, good Lord, uh, please don't let them get in a fight on the way here. Like, just let them... Like, can they just get to the house? Like, they're, they're in the car for an hour and a half together. Can they please just make it? And, and honestly, by, by the end of the night, they stayed a lot longer. I mean, hours longer than they had planned to. Uh, we, were, we were around the kitchen table, and we were playing spades. Any spades playing players in, in the house? Like, we were playing spades. Um, I didn't lose a game. I'm just going to throw that in there. Uh, so, but but we, had, we, had a, we had a good time, and we were able to, to laugh and just to celebrate family. It's something that I'm, that I'm thankful for. And if we're not careful, we rush through this season, right? Because Christmas is here now, amen. And we're like, okay, well, yeah, we said what we were thankful for. But man, today I want to pause and just, just for a moment, just look at things that we're thankful for. And Stephen kind of already alluded to it. He made this joke earlier. He's like, he said, I'm going to come up and they're going to see Stephen on the screen. Nobody knows my first name. They just know me as coach. So, so this is coach. His first name is Stephen. Uh, <laughs> hi, Stephen. Um, but, but he, he said it earlier. He said, listen, it's not about brick and mortar. It's, it's, about, it's about people. And, and even when I was preparing this uh, message a couple days ago, I was wrapping it up, putting like the final, final touches on it. And uh, I, I kind of struggled a little bit even writing this uh, because my daughter kept coming to me. So it was, it was Friday morning. I kind of had the outline. I was ready to go. And I was, again, putting the final touches on it. And uh, my daughter woke up, and I tried to put her in the bed with Jenna so she would fall back asleep. That didn't work. Uh, three-year-olds know how to walk downstairs on their own. So my daughter's, like, coming down the stairs, and she does one of these things where she, like, peek, like she peeks around the corner. She's like, good morning. Good morning. It was like, super sweet. And I'm like, I'm locked into this sermon, and I'm trying to get her. I'm like, hey, baby, like, come on, you, want, you want some breakfast? She goes, yeah, Dad, I want some, I want some orange juice. You got it. You got it, babe. I'll get you some orange juice. So I got her some orange juice, put her on the couch, got her a blanket, hoping she would kind of just relax for a little bit. And she, she looks over at me. And she goes, Daddy. Yes, baby. Can I, can I have a waffle? Sure, 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 sure. sure. So I'm, trying, I'm supposed to be thankful, right? I'm supposed to be like typing this message of, of thankfulness. I'm like, yes, I will be interrupted again and I will get the waffle. So got out the toaster, got the waffle, did the little honey thing. I said, baby, come, come get your waffle. Come get your waffle. She goes, okay. She comes up. She goes, she looks at her plate. She goes, Daddy. Have some berries? Yeah, yeah, babe, you can, have, you, can, you can have some berries. You want strawberries? I pulled out strawberries. Or do you want blackberries? Which ones do you want? She goes, uh, both. Great, so I'll cut strawberries, cut the blackberries. Okay, here you go. Go sit back down. All right, so she, she sat back down, and she looks at me. Daddy, I want to watch Toothless. 
Now, for those who don't know my daughter, let me translate for you. She wanted to watch How to Train Your Dragon, uh, part three. So I had to turn, I, I got it, babe. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go turn on, I'm going to go turn on your movie. I'm like, you got your food, you got your drink, you got your movie. Like, you're good. Like, don't, don't, mommy's asleep. Like, don't bother her, don't bother me. Stay there. And, and, and my initial thought, even writing this sermon, was I'm never going to get done. I, I'm never, I'm never going to finish. How can I get to what I'm even, even thankful for if I can't just get through I can't get through the message. But even in that moment, I had, I had to, in my own head, I had to flip the script. See, if we aren't careful, we tend to complain about the things that get in our way, but those are the very things that we should celebrate. I'm thankful that my daughter runs to her daddy every time she needs something. I'm thankful that my daughter comes to me when she needs something fixed. Because here's the deal. My prayer is that when she's doing it at 3, she'll do it at 16. When she's doing it at 16, she'll do it when she's 30. When she's doing it, Now listen, if she needs the, the sink fixed, she better find a good man because I can't do all that. But, but, but when life throws her curveballs, when something needs to be fixed, I hope that she runs to daddy. And I could stop right there and preach the whole sermon on that. But, but I was thankful. I was thankful. And even again, in writing a sermon on thankfulness, I had to pause and remind myself to even be thankful for the little things. Dr. Carol Dweck, she wrote a book called Mindset. And this book on mindset is really the difference between what she calls a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. See, a fixed mindset would say something like this. Well, it is what it is, and that's all that it'll ever be. A fixed mindset says, I really don't have anything to be thankful for. A fixed mindset says, well, that's just the cards that were dealt to me, and I guess I just got to play the hand that I was dealt. But a growth mindset, a growth mindset sees the outcome. A growth mindset says, I can be thankful for anything and any season that I go through. A growth mindset says, there has to be more than this, and I'm going to make the path to it. We had our friends giving uh, for our staff and our students uh, about a week and a half ago. And uh, I've always wanted to be like the dad at the table that starts off, like leans back and folds his arms and says, well, son, what are you thankful for this year? Like I've always wanted to be, I've always wanted to be that guy, right? Like I've always wanted to start that chain. So, so I did it. I looked at Paul and I was like, well, Paul, <laughs> what, are you, what are you thankful for this year? And I, we went around the table and, and Paul and we, we hit Nicole and then Gary and Mary and and Jenna and, and Rachel and Justin and Brittany, we all kind of said what we were thankful for. And right when it got back to me, I, I tried to immediately change the subject. Like I was going to be that guy and I tried to say, I did. I mean, y'all still didn't get me to say it. And that's the funny thing. Like I was like, hey, let's, let's play a game. And then Jenna kind of called me out and she was like, no, 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 no. You have to, you have to say what you're thankful for. And I pulled a Darius. I said, oh, y'all, hold on a second. And I just walked in. I walked into the kitchen. I was like, y'all want dessert? And like, that worked. Like, people wanted sweet stuff. So I never, I never had to say what I was thankful for because I knew that this moment was coming. I, I knew a couple weeks ago that I was writing this sermon. And to be honest with you, church, what I'm thankful for is in this room. What, what I'm thankful for is not a building, not brick and mortar, like Coach said, but what I'm thankful for is people. I, I'm thankful for every chair that's moved for this service to happen. I'm thankful for every pipe and drape. I'm thankful for every slide. I'm thankful for everything that we do as a church to set it up because ultimately this leads to other things. Let me, let me connect some dots for you. What we do on a Sunday morning leads to salvation. 
What we do on a Sunday morning leads to baptism. What we do on a Sunday morning leads to baby dedications. And and here's the deal. Every time I think of those things, I'm thankful for everyone in the room. So if I had to title this sermon, it would be World Changers Dundee Edition. Anybody, any office fans in here? Can, do we have any office fans? Well, well, I thought the best way to kick this off would be to have Michael Scott help me out. God, the Dundies are about the best in every one of us. Can't you see that? I mean, okay, we can do better. So tonight, for the first time, we are inviting all of your friends and family to attend the awards with us. Yes. Yeah, not bad, right? So let's make this the best Dundies ever. Best Dundies ever. Best Dundies ever. Listen, if you're not an Office fan, I'm sorry. Like, maybe you'll find Jesus one day. But, but, but listen, I didn't like The Office the first time that we watched it. I, I gave like two episodes a try, and I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't do it. And then I rewatched it. I think it's hilarious. Now, don't judge me, all right? I'm just being real with you. As a, I'm a real person. Just because it says pastor in front of my name doesn't mean I'm not a real person. All right, but, but today I want to take a look at, at scripture and I really just want to celebrate people. And so that's what this service is about. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter one, Philippians chapter one. Paul's writing says this, starting in verse three. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It's right for me to feel this way about you since I have you in my heart. And whether I'm in chains or defending the gospel and confirming the gospel, all of you sharing God's grace with me. God can testify how long for all the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in the knowledge and depth and insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God, to the glory and praise of God. So if we're thinking about this this morning, what does it look like to celebrate people? What does it look like to, to have fun, a little fun and service and to celebrate people? I think if we start off with verse three, it's very simple. I thank my God every time I remember you. First point is very simple. It's choose gratitude. Choose gratitude. Again, if I go back to Dr. Carol Dweck, it's a mindset. It's the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. But let's let's take a look at, at this scripture because the reality of it is the most important time in your life to give thanks might be right in the middle of 2020. Because we've all complained about 2020. We've all complained about COVID. We've all complained about small businesses. We've all complained about the political season in one way or another. Maybe we didn't verbalize it, but I'm willing to bet that everyone's at least thought it. We've all complained. So what if this is actually the season that we don't complain, but we give thanks? I thank God every time I remember you. Well, Well, Paul, what's going on in your life right now? Paul, what's going on in your story? If you remember, he's planting the church in Philippi, but he's actually imprisoned in Rome. So as he's pinning these these verses, he's in chains. 
as he's pinning these verses, he has the Roman guards around him. And he, he's surrounded by people that he's trying to proclaim the gospel to. So let me break it down for you. Paul is in a toxic political climate. Whoa. Paul dealt with that too? Paul is in a toxic moral environment. Oh, Paul, you dealt with that too? Paul is surrounded by toxic people. Oh, oh Paul, you, you dealt with that too, but what did Paul do? Paul has decided to choose joy, to choose gratitude, and to choose confidence. He changed, he changed his mindset. He went from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Church, can I remind you that what is around you doesn't have to be in you? What's around you doesn't have to be in you. I might not always choose my circumstances. Paul didn't choose his chains. He wound up in chains. I don't always choose who is in my physical proximity. Paul couldn't tell the guards to go away. Paul had to deal with the guards that were around him. Those that he was defending the gospel against. He couldn't say, hey, peace out, guys. I don't want to deal with you. He couldn't control the toxic people that were around him. But he did choose who got in his heart. He, he did choose who he wrote to. He did choose who he attached himself to. He did choose who he praised. Verse 7b, since I have you in my heart, Paul says. See, not everybody gets in the heart. I, I can't control who's around me, but I can control who gets in me. I can't control what's going on in society all the time, but I can control what I let in my life. So, Pastor, who gets in? Who gets in your heart? Well, Scripture helps me out. Verse 3 says, I thank God every time I remember you. Who gets in? Life-giving people. Paul didn't let the guards in. He let life-giving people in. He let the church at Philippi get in. Life-giving people get in your heart. Number two, who gets in? Joy-producing people. Verse 4 says, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Anytime I think about you, church, I'm joyful. Listen, when I think about the chairs being moved, let me put it in, in Zach's context. When I think about the chairs being moved, I'm joyful. When I think about our small groups meeting around Lake Norman, I'm joyful. When I think about you doing the work of the gospel, I'm joyful. Paul says, regardless of what I find myself in, regardless of the chains, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the season, I am joyful. Why? Because I know who I'm partnering with. I know who I'm letting in my heart. Who else gets in? People whose top agenda is the gospel. Because church, for me, that's what matters. Because of your partnership in the gospel, it's verse 5. Listen, there are a thousand other agendas that are out in our society. Listen, there, there's political agendas social agendas. There's all kinds of agendas. And I'm not saying that all of them are bad. All I'm saying is there's a lot of them. And all I'm saying is my, my main priority, my main, people say, Pastor, what do you, what do you talk about? What do you talk about all the time? It's very simple. I preach about the gospel. I, I talk about Jesus. That's the message that I want to proclaim. Do other things matter? Absolutely. But it always starts and ends with the gospel. If it doesn't start with the gospel, I ain't starting it. If it doesn't end with the gospel, I didn't do it right. It always starts and ends with the gospel. So who gets in my heart? People whose top agenda is the gospel message. Number four, who else gets in? People who stick with you during tough times. Paul writes this. He says, from the first day until now. See, the first day was exciting. The first day was when he planted the church in Philippi. The first day had excitement and energy and, and fun, but then it gets to the until now part. Well, what's the until now part? The until now part was when he was in prison. The until now part was when he was in chains. So listen, we can have people that, that ride or die with us from the beginning, but if you don't stay until now, man, I don't, I don't know if I can let you in. 
I, if I can trust you in the fun stuff, that's cool. But can I trust you when I'm in chains? Can, can I trust you when, when life's beating me over the head? Can, can I trust you when, when, man, everything seems dark and bleak? Because ultimately, man, when we do it together, when we partner in the gospel together, that's when we see the outcome. That's when we see lives change. So who gets in? It's people who stick with you during tough times. So I told you I was going to make this service fun. Um, everybody's on warning, okay? Everybody's on warning. Um, I'm calling some names out. And when I call your name out, you can just make your way uh, up to the front, and I will give you your Dundee Awards. So we actually have, we actually have Dundee Awards. So if you're not an Office fan, at least go back and watch that episode, all right? It's, it's, going, it's going to be fun. But, but church, what do, what do we need? What does the church need? What does society need? Society needs some until now people. Society needs an until now culture. Society needs to see the church sticking together even when the church wants to complain about how it could be getting shut down again. And here, here's the reality. We're going to continue to be the church. We're going to continue to do the gospel work. We're going to continue to preach the gospel. So I need some until now people. Man, the first, first couple that I want to uh, that I want to call up, you're going to win the open house award. So this couple, um, it never fails. If, if I need a house with a bunch of people to come over, I'm so sorry. You've probably had to clean up so many times after we've been over. But, but Matt and Dawn Marie Carroll, you win. You win the open house award. So run on up here. Come and get your Dundee award. Come on. Paul, you want to hand them, you want to hand them the, the Dundee award. Let's give it up for Matt and Dawn Marie. So, so why, do they, why do they win this war, award? Listen, it's not just about opening a house. Let me tell you about some of the life changes that happened. When they opened their house, people got baptized. When they opened their house, I mean, if you guys were at the building banquet and you remember uh, Brittany and, and Justin's story with, with their kids, like if you remember those moments, we opened their house up. And by we, they opened their house up and we were putting people in a pool when it was 34 degrees outside and we were having baptisms. We partnered together in the gospel. I, I've got another award I want to give out. I'm going to throw up the title to this and uh, the title is the Why Not Award. And the Why Not Award goes to Stacy and Darren Ryle. So if you guys would come on up front, you guys know why you're getting the Why Not Award. So Pastor Paul will, will give you that. But, but the Why Not Award, it's, it's very simple. Why not let God use you? Why not let God use your gifts? Why not let God use your talents? See, th this is what I know. God will continue to pour out blessing. And I'm not just talking monetary, right? God will continue to pour out blessing on you and your family when you give him your gifts and, his, and your talents. Let me remind you, he gave them to you first to give them back. Why not? Why not? The, the next awards go to our media mad men. They go to Joey Grissom, Damon, and Justin. Can we give it up for these guys? Listen, we don't, we don't celebrate them uh, enough. Uh, let, let me tell you this. So, I mean, five minutes into service, I get a text message from Justin, and I'm looking at my phone. He's like, hey, the entire computer just went down. Uh, somehow they fixed it, and it's back up and running. Right. See, y'all didn't even know it. Y'all didn't even know it. But that's a, the Media Mad Men Awards. And, hey, church, let, let, me, let me remind you. Why, why are we celebrating people? Well, because it's what Paul did. It's what Paul did when he, when he wrote to the church at Philippi. He was celebrating. He was celebrating people. Why? Because they're partners in the gospel. They're partners in the gospel. Verse 4 says this, And all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in what? In the gospel. 
partnership in proclaiming Jesus. Your partnership in moving forward from the first day until now. Until now. What does until now look like? Well, to me, until now it looks like groups and it looks like family. Sam, we, we told the, the story, and really Jessica Clark told it. But she told the story about you showing up two hours away to her mom's funeral. You had, can I remind, Sam, can I remind you that you just had appendix surgery? Like I went to your house, I saw you laid up on your chair and you were like, oh, it hurts. This, this is terrible. But the gospel message was more important. Man, I'm in, I'm in pain, but people are more important. I'm hurting, but there's people that are hurting more and that's more important. So Sam, you win the Groups Guru Award. Uh, by the way, by the way, Brian King, you also win the Groups Guru Award. So Brian, if you can make your way in, if he's out there, make sure he, he comes in. But, but why, why Brian? Listen, Brian, I give Brian an idea and he just runs with it. I say, Brian, hey, this is what we want to do as a church. And he gives me a 47-page manuscript on how we're going to do it. Like that's, that's what I appreciate about Brian. Another couple that's going to win this award, man, they haven't been able to come back since COVID. They live in the Pines. They're, they're uh, both seasoned individuals. You like how I did that? See, I'm learning. They're both seasoned individuals, but Bob and Sue Hackendorf, uh, they'll, they'll watch this later. They win, they win the Group Guru Award as well. And let me tell you a story about, let me tell you a story about Bob and Sue. So Bob and Sue, uh, man, I don't know, has anybody, anybody ever seen them come to church? Like Apart, right up front. Bob comes in in his walker, Sue's right behind him making sure he doesn't fall. And I'm making sure both of them don't fall, right? Like, like right, right behind, liability, right? But we sent out flyers when we first started this church. We had 36 people. We're like, hey, let's just send out flyers to the area. And I'm, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, we're going to have 20-year-olds come. We're going to have, like, the 28-year-old couple with, like, the kids. And we're going to grow this thing. First two people walk in the door. And they're, and they're walking, Bob and Sue. I said, for real? I'll take anybody. All right, they got a heartbeat? We're good. Like, come on. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll come in. But man, to watch them dive in and to actually be a part of the family, they, they didn't come just to, just to be spoon-fed. Day one, Sue came in, hey, I want to open up my house. Do you guys do groups? I want to have a group at my house. Hey, do you, you need anything? Hey, what, you, oh, you need people for Christmas in Davidson? Oh, it's, it's 40 degrees and raining. I'll be there. Oh, 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 oh that, that's what you need? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. That's the type of people that we have that are partnering with us in the gospel. A couple, couple others. Listen, when we say the gospel, we don't just mean for adults. We mean for kids. We mean for kids. So, so what is the Crazy Kids Awards goes to Christine Sanchez and Shelly Reeves. I know Shelly's not here today, but Miss Christine is. So if we can pass that one out. And then the Baby Whisperer Award goes to Gene King. Listen, I don't know. I don't know if y'all have ever been back there in the nursery. Listen, y'all want to be a world changer? Serve in the nursery. Y'all want to see what it looks like to serve for Jesus? Y'all go to the nursery. Listen, these ladies, week in and week out, serve. And, and, and I'm going to tell on Miss Jean. I, uh, I, told, I told Eric, so I told Pastor Eric, I said, hey, Eric. I said, listen, Miss Jean, she's been serving a lot. Like, I don't know that she's ever had a weekend off. So let's make sure that we give her a couple. Let's rotate her every other week. This woman came back to Pastor Eric and said, uh-uh, I like it too much. I'm going to serve every week. She has, she has a heart for kids. And not just so we can take care of them, not just so we can change some diapers, feed them some food, and wipe some noses. She knows that she's laying the foundation for the gospel message. 
Listen, it, it makes my heart happy when my daughter wakes up and goes, are we going to church today? Are we going to church today? And I guarantee you, if people weren't pouring life into our kids in those rooms, kids wouldn't wake up saying, Mom, Dad, are we going to church today? Yeah. That's what the gospel message is about. But number three, it's also about a heart condition. I'm with you, heart and soul. You guys remember that message? I preached on that a few weeks back. I talked about Jonathan and his armor bearer. And Jonathan goes, hey, perhaps if we go up there and fight those Philistines, perhaps... God, literally, he says perhaps. Perhaps God will show up and be on our side. And his armor bearer, who doesn't have a name, looks at Jonathan. He goes, you know what, Jonathan? I'm with you, heart and soul. Whatever you want to do, I'm with you, heart and soul. It's a heart condition. It's a heart condition. This isn't transactional. It's relational. And so our heartbeat award goes to Josh and Marina Randalls and Stephen and Lisa Jackson. So can we... Can we give it up? You got hands. Can you catch? Let's see if you can catch. You played on a line. I don't know if you can catch. So, but, but why? Because, man, it, it, makes, it makes a difference. It makes a difference when you have people that are with you, heart and soul. There's, uh, there's another family that's been with us, heart and soul. There's another family who has been with us since day ones, and they've seen the highs, and they've seen the lows, been over to their house. They, they've seen behind the curtain of, of ministry. They've seen the hard things that have happened. And, and, and the reality of it is they've stuck with us. They, they haven't been disenchanted. Guys, I'm not going to put on like a front like, like that I'm perfect because I'm not. Like they've seen behind the curtain. They've seen me at my best. They've seen me at my worst. So this year, um, it, it, was, it was an easy decision. But our world changer family of the year goes to Anwar and Angie Perez. Uh, so if you guys could actually come up front, I'm going to embarrass you guys a, 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 little, a little more. So we actually have, you mind handing me that? I think the mic will pop if I get too far over there. So we have, a, we got a big gift. Y'all get a Dundee too. I know y'all wanted the, the Dundee. I'm going to give this to you because like, that's really, that's, and, then, and then Anwar, you get that. Can we give it up for these guys? Uh, thank you. Thank you guys. So this, this, is what I, this is what I've noticed. So, so what does it look like? Uh, man, you, you guys see Anwar up here every, every, about every week, uh, even the weeks that he's not up here, he's always helping Pastor Paul do something with worship. They have jam sessions together. They go hang out together. And, and, and to see this family change in the last three years for the better has been absolutely phenomenal. I don't know if you've seen their, their kids run through the hallway, but they run through with laughter. They run through with joy. And then Angie said, hey, you know what? I'll help out with JBQ. I'll jump in. I'll do it. Can I remind you, what, what, what is JBQ? It's putting the gospel in kids' hearts. That's what matters. That's what this church does. We put the gospel message in people's hearts so that they might go out into the world and share the grace and the love and forgiveness of Jesus. So can we give it up for Anwar and Angie? Y'all don't cry. Don't cry. Stop. Y'all going to make, make me cry. Oh, really? Stop. Huh. World changers. They, they matter. Let me, let me remind you. This isn't antics. It's not a show. It's not calling people out. It's what Paul did. It's what Paul did. It's what Scripture is. See, if we're not careful, we get in church services, and, and we like to read Scripture, and we like to, to do this like deductive reasoning, like, oh, I wonder what the person was saying there, and and we forget to do scripture. If we're, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll read it from a screen. We'll read it from some pages. And, and it doesn't become real. This is real. This is what the gospel message is. 
Number four. Number four. What's Paul say? He says, I want more for you. I want more for you, church. Your pastor wants more for you. I want more dreams. I want new visions. Verse 9 says this. Paul writes, and this is my prayer. It's very simple. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. What does that mean? New dreams. New opportunities. When people ask um, why we don't have ministries at this church, I, one of the most frustrating things as a church planner is a, a new family coming to the church. And they come for a couple weeks. And hey, listen, if, if you found somewhere else, great, great, you found somewhere else. But when, they're, when their reasoning is something along the lines of this, oh, man, we would, we would stay if you had blank. Oh, we, we would stay if you had this ministry. We would stay if, if you had this for our kids. Hey, couple, if you stayed and started it, we would have that ministry for your family and for your kids. Can I, pre- can I actually preach? Like, like what, what would happen if God's saying, yeah, you're right, now you fill the void. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, now, now you be the world changer that steps in. See, we want to complain about church, church too much, but we don't want to step into the necessity and the needs of what, what the church needs, what the body needs. Remember, we're all arms, we're all legs, we're all fingers. We don't make a body unless we come together. What would it look like if we came together? I want more for you. Uh, this gets me in trouble sometimes. I'll give you the example. Um, if you ever come to me and say, Pastor, we need, I'm going to look at you. Stephen, you can testify. I'm gonna, you get another Dundee for this. I got you down twice. And Damon, Damon and Caitlin go and get one for this, but they're, they're uh, visiting family for Thanksgiving. But if you ever come to me and you say something along the lines of, hey, Pastor, we need this. We need this ministry. Pastor, what if we did this for our community? Pastor, what if we, I'm going to look at you. And I'm going to go, you're absolutely right. Are you going to start it? You're, at, you're absolutely right. We need to reach people. See, I'm not going to tell all the dreams that you've kind of unloaded on me. But every time you've done it, I've gone, you, you're right. Let's do it. So you can, I will share this one. I didn't uh, ask you for permission, so I owe you $5 as well. I still owe Josh $5, but I owe you $5 as well. Uh, but but here, here, here's the thing. You came to me a, a few weeks back, and, and you said something along the lines of, hey, I want to get business people together and I want to talk and just hang out and I said great let's make it a group and within a week Brittany had called you set you up and you're like the next week at church you're like I think I'm actually running a group yes you are I did I did that to Damon as well but man you've shared dreams and you've shared visions and 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 Lisa he even shared some that you had too and uh yeah yeah yeah. so I'm not gonna call those out but but what if that is God saying hey you're right well why don't you do it what if God's knocking at your heart and knocking at your mind, giving you ideas, giving you dreams, and giving you visions for the sole purpose of, of you actually doing it? So there's your other Dundee Award. Number five. Number five. It's very simple. It always starts with Jesus. It always starts with Jesus. Verse 11, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. If it comes through anything else, I don't want to do it. If it starts with anything else, church, we're not going to do it. It'll always start with Jesus. More fruit. More world changers. You know what good world changers do? Good world changers recruit more world changers. Good world changers don't hold it in. Good world changers say, you know what, I'm a part of something so great 
I want to let everyone know about it. Let me remind you, not brick and mortar. It's people. It's not just people, it's Jesus. Good world changers recruit more world changers. So five, it always starts with Jesus. Number six, everything ends with Jesus. Paul writes this, to the glory and praise of God. Why do we do what we do? Why do we call people out? Why do we celebrate people? It's very simple, church. To the glory and to the praise of God. Because every single person that I threw out a, you know, a little statue to, that was cute, it was fun. But they all have stories. They've all overcome things in their life. They've all been at the top. They've all been at the bottom. But everything is for the glory and for the praise of God. So with every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to pray this blessing over our entire family. And this blessing comes directly from Scripture. This blessing is is the blessing that, that Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. And this blessing is something that I want to permeate our hearts and our minds. God, you're so good. You're so good. Church, I pray that your love may abound more and more in in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ alone to the glory and praise of God. And everyone said, Amen and amen.